Hey hockey fans, this is Mike Chambers of the Denver Post. Welcome to another edition of Traffic in Front of the Net, our podcast. I'm joined here with three beautiful individuals. Ryan Bolding, who's helped us out with the Denver Post uh, hockey coverage this year. who's also written for The Athletic and he was a former employee of the Avalanche. We have Trish from Croatia, who is here joining us. And then Eric Mayhew who is a good buddy of mine who coaches the Colorado Thunderbirds U18 team. Um, we are here at FA. We want to thank FA 95 here in Centennial for having us here. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> thank, Thanks for having us here. Thank you, Aaron. Go hockey! Yeah. <laughs> Aaron and his family have owned this place, and they're good people and uh, thanks for them for hosting us uh, Ryan I want to start with you we are a day after the Avalanche lost uh, at Dallas they're four points out of the playoff spot right now we have St. Louis Saturday I want to get your thoughts on the state of the team given the fact that they are outside of the playoffs uh, and Gabe Landeskog is out for four to six weeks. We believe because of a shoulder, it might be an arm. Yeah, I think the team's in a, a dire situation here. You lose a guy that contributed on 32% of the team's game-winning goals, and he was third, ranked third on the team in face-off draws. That's a big loss. Whether you believe in face-offs or not, that's a big loss in that regard. Um, and a leader on the team, so whether or not he's around in the locker room, he's not out there on the ice leading by example, talking to people, calming Nathan McKinnon down if he's losing his temper. You're, you're losing a big part of this team in a stretch where you need every point you can get. And this has been a team, in my opinion, that's been one significant injury away from a collapse and we have to see how they respond to you now. You know, people all often ask me through email or whatever that is the Avalanche leadership structure what it needs to be. Is it good enough? And I always say, knowing Gabe Landeskog the way that I do, he's a great leader. He, he's mature beyond his years. Um, he's the right guy to wear the C in the locker room and on the ice. And I think that I agree with you. I think that this is a really big blow. Um, Derek Broussard is going to be promoted to that top line with McKinnon. And who else is the winger there? I'm going to have to look that up. Broussard moving up to the top line is it's replacing kind of a power forward role with, in theory, a power forward role. So that should make a lot of sense, right, to have him slot up there. But I mean, these guys, McKinnon, Landis Gog, Rantanen, have contributed for like 44% of the Avalanche's goals this year and, and they're a goal-heavy team. If they're not scoring a lot of goals, they're generally not winning those those games. So, um, you know, losing his his production is going to be a real, real blow for this team. Trish, I want to get your thoughts. You're from Croatia. <laughs> I'm not from Croatia. <laughs> My heritage is definitely Croatian. Your heritage and, uh, is from there, but you're a hockey fan. I am a hockey fan. I, I enjoy, you know, as we do in Croatia, we enjoy fights and a good fight. Um, my concern right now is the Avs captain was injured and he's been out for six weeks. And that's sad as hell. Like, wh- what, what do we need? to be looking at right now. Well, the season only goes for another 
four weeks. Yeah, it's four weeks, but... What is it, Ryan? Five weeks in a game. Yeah, but where are we at? Five so, weeks in a game. He's out for sure for the rest I of the mean, regular season. I mean, I'm excited as hell for Kale McCarr to grow up and join the team. Is that okay, going to be a Kale, possibility? Okay, let's go to Kale McCarr then. Okay, let's do that. Kale McCarr is a sophomore it. at UMass. He's going to sign here with the Avalanche as soon as his season's over. Yeah. That's that's okay. not fact, but uh, it's is he, strongly... Is he really going to leave? Oh, yeah. That's is the expectation. Is, I mean, yes, like, who else is like looking at him right now? Well, he's an Avalanche draft pick, so he's got one choice. If he wants to sign his entry-level entry level deal, it's going to be here with the Avalanche. And, okay. And, and, okay. And we expect that to happen, but, uh, you know, again, the season might be over at that time, so... Kale McCarran might not be able to make his NHL debut this year, but still, I really don't think that that's a key puzzle for this in season. In this equation, in this equation. Okay, right. so what do you think is, like, the key puzzle piece that's going to make this team, like, what is, like, the cohesive, like, puzzle piece that's going to make this team get together and, like, freaking take what they want to take? Well, I think that they have to replace... Landeskog, obviously, okay. and they have to get stellar, stellar goaltending. Okay, why do you say that? Well, because a hockey team doesn't have anything unless they have good goaltending. The, um, this team of any team has proved that this year. Uh, Varlamov is wildly inconsistent. Um, if he can go on a hot streak and win some games here, they might be in the hunt. Um, I think there's one person right now who's been a little silent. Can we get him in? Eric, I want get in over here. Get over here, buddy. About what's going on here, buddy? Well, everything everything matters from the back end forward. You know, you got to have that consistency from goalie to defense to breaking out to offensive zone entry, everything along those lines, and. When the consistency on the back end isn't there, especially goaltending and defense, um, then then the guys who are out there every every shift or every other shift, like like the uh, big three have been over the past few games, uh, they don't have as much time space to create opportunities to score or even score. So I think with Landeskog going down, um, that that that's a big hit. From the leadership role and keeping McKinnon under his, you know, keeping McKinnon focused, okay. not getting angry, uh, not getting pissed off, and uh, it's going to be a challenge over the next few weeks to see if we can create consistency what, up and down the lineup. What, what, what do you see happening? It, like, it, like in, in your dream I, world, what do you see happening? I, I, I like, think I think McKinnon and Rantanen should not play together for the rest of the season. Okay. From a standpoint of, you then create two consistent lines. Okay. That that, that you have a one-two punch with, um, Brashard moving up to McKinnon's line with TJ Confer. JT. 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 Um. The, that is going to be that's going to create a different dynamic because all those guys are, are smart, intelligent offensive players, um, and they're they're going to get into a rhythm. Um, JT is not scared to shoot the puck. Richard is a, it, it has been around the league for a long time, 
Yeah. And uh, he yeah. can he can bring that leadership role to then all of a sudden talk to McKinnon and calm him down. I think we're at a point where you're going to find out what this team is made of, right? So depth has been a concern for years, and you're you're now going to find out if they have a player who can step up and replace half of what Landis God can do. That may be enough for this squad, but you need somebody to do that. And the real question is now, who is going to do that? Atlantis Gog's got 33 Great goals. Question. Great uh, question. Great question. Great question. Atlantis Gog is on a career best year, uh, 33 goals. He's third on the team in points. It's really going to be hard to replace him. On, on the other injury news is Nikita oh. Zadorov is going to be back on Saturday. He missed uh, oh, the he Dallas is. game. Yeah, he's going to be back. But... Ryan, I really don't think that that matters much because you have Ryan Graves there, and it's kind of the same player. Obviously a younger player, but Ryan Graves, to well, me... T- well, hold on. Tell me about the strings about the two different players. Like, why, why would you say that? <laughs> Ryan, I, think, I, I think Zdorov brings a different physicality than Graves does. Okay. Graves is young, um, and he can get there. Okay. And he, he moves the puck very well. Uh, Zadorov's physical presence, yeah. right. physical presence on the ice, helps the team get time and space to create their opportunities uh, offensively. My issue, and it's been an issue since Zadorov was traded here, is his decision making, and he does not make the best decisions. I mean, he went on a streak at the beginning of the season. We take a penalty his first shift of the game, right? It's just it's poor decision making. And I think this team definitely needs Zadorov in the lineup, but I also think this team needs Graves in the lineup. So what do you do then? I absolutely agree. I, th- I think that not having Ryan Graves in your lineup right now hurts you, but I think not having Zadorov in the lineup does the same thing. Do you, um, go, do you go to it, seven defense? Maybe. It's, that might be the solution It speaks here. to how deep this team is on defense, but... Uh, Certainly, that's that's not an issue on this team. The issue is secondary scoring and consistent goaltending. Yeah, and the, part of the problem is when you have the secondary lineup scoring, you don't have the primary lineup scoring, and now you lost a huge piece of that. You need line, you need scoring up and down the lineup. You need Carl to be at his best. You need Comfort to be able to slot in on the top line. You need Jost and Kerfoot to be playing at their best. You're asking True. a lot from these guys. And, okay. and you look at the fourth line, it's it's not it's a very weak point right now. You know why I actually totally agree with everything that's been said. Like we're asking like a lot. Like we're fans and we're asking these guys to perform like crazy. Um what do you think is gonna happen like if like us as fans and like one player does not perform? What do we do? Do we just keep? Um, you, you know go what I'm into the. I mean, you don't that, make the playoffs. That's a hard, that's a hard You don't place make the playoffs, and then you go in the draft lottery. Yeah, and that. And then you have maybe double chances to get Jack Hughes. Although the Avs aren't in a position to obviously be in the top five right now, but really, uh, why would you say that? I'm just saying, if we're talking about the playoffs or non-playoffs, okay, there's sure. only four That's weeks okay. left in the season. All right. Okay, okay. if they're not going to make the playoffs, let's okay. let's look at next year. Right. Okay. Their draft class, their draft portfolio right now, 
is awesome. This is a team that's got five picks in the first three rounds of the 2019 draft, including yes. two yes. first rounders. And that's amazing. It really is amazing. It's and a especially, hell of amazing. I mean, if you've got, Trish, if you've got two picks in the top ten, yeah. you're getting two of the best I'm, I'm, prospects yeah. in what's I'm considered so a good bought, draft bought class. Yeah. Okay. This is, this let, is a team do, that I, know I, know, I have a huge issue with Joe Sackett coming out at the end of last year and saying playoffs are bust. Oh, really? Because it's it's putting it's putting the cart before the horse. This wasn't this team should not have made the playoffs last year. Okay. And now the expectation is make the playoffs this year, and that's going to hurt him uh, as a GM if they don't do it. Yeah, but it's I don't Joe know Sackick. that it's I mean, sure. He's like, he's, like, he can he he's can do no idol. wrong, but he's he can do wrong here. Okay, but Trish, we have to look behind. The idol is the idol, and yes. he's the general manager of this team. Okay, aren't we over the fact that we have a Hall of Famer as a, a GM of this team? Why don't we want a GM that is going to consistently make the right moves? Who he do we a, care he, if he's a Hall oh, of Famer? Okay, or not? Joe Sackett, he was uh, he was the captain. He was a captain of a team. Successful here's here's something to keep in mind. Wildly successful team. Here's something like, to keep we, in mind. Not, and I are think, we just not trusting in Joe Sackett now? I think I think Joe's a good GM, and I think he's a smart guy. But you have to keep in mind when players become general managers, you're putting the team in the hands of someone who has a high school level education, who doesn't have a college level like, education. They have a hockey education, but my my point is. You come out and say playoffs are bust, and then you don't make the playoffs the very next year. That's a bad look. And I think he's doing a good job. I do. The Duchesne trade you maybe put that target on your team. Yeah. Exactly. Duchesne trade will will come back and and produce a lot of you know draft picks or or talent based off of that. You have to you have to be continue. Continually looking to improve your team, always, and and that's gonna and be a him hard, and that's gonna be a hard stating one. he didn't want to he didn't want to trade prospects yep. or draft picks. Oh, he yep. said the top top is the, it, the first round is, draft picks and the top prospects is huge because that's how you build your form system. That's how you build right. your yeah, team for the future yeah. down the road. And and yeah, him. We, if he wanted to make playoffs or bust, he should have made a drastic move at the trade deadline. Uh, Richard was a good pickup. Richard was a good pickup. Um, Would but, everybody but, agree here? Yeah. But uh, but but there's other scenarios. Yes. That could have should have happened. Um, to ensure playoffs, he didn't do it. And is he going to re-sign Richard for the long term? Here's, here's where I go with that, too. I think playoffs are bust as a public statement is posturing. And I think internally, they shouldn't have made the playoffs last year, and they know it. They're not expecting to make the playoffs this year, and they know it. Next year is the start of we are going to be a playoff competitive team. They're waiting for the Kale McCars, the Connor Timmons. They're waiting for their goalie situation to pan out, which is not playing out the way they expected. But there's a lot of, we're still working towards this window, and we're not quite there yet. So it's, 
you're in this situation now where you you have an easy out, and that's we lost Landis Gog, we almost made it. You want to see what the rest of this team is made of, and these guys are playing for positions next year. But I don't feel internally that the expectation was ever make the playoffs. All right, I'm going to go on to uh, the Kale McCarr, Connor Timmons thing. Because I filed a story today that's going to run in Sunday's paper that's online right now about Tyson Berry. What about Kale McCarr? And what we're going to do with Tyson Berry or what the Avalanche are going to do with Tyson Berry. If, If Connor Timmons... Uh, recovers from his concussion and Kale McCarr is signed. We're talking about three right shot D plus Sam Gerrard who's a similar similar style left shooting D. Puck moving you guys. Probably and can't Johnson. have. Don't forget Johnson. You, well, Eric's a shutdown guy too though. So you can't have four of these these puck movers, these undersized puck movers. So uh, I encourage you guys to uh, Check out the Tyson Berry story uh, at DenverPost.com slash Avalanche. You, you can find everything that we do. But uh, uh, Tyson Berry is going to play into this. Obviously not now because the trade deadline is over. But yeah. I suspect that Tyson Berry is not going to be a part of this team at the start of next year. Ryan? I spent, I spent like all of Wednesday arguing on Twitter which is what Twitter is, basically, just arguments about the value of Tyson Berry, the impact Kale McCarr is going to make initially. Like, for me, I, I don't sell on a guy just because we may have a replacement coming unless the right deal comes along. At the same time, you can't, like you said, you can't have too many of the same position, and his value is going to be very high at the draft coming off the year that he has. I think he's exceptional in his role, which is not to play shutdown defense, and people have to remember that. Um, it's, it's, I think he's gone at the, at the draft. I really do. Partly because we know how good McCarr has been, how high he was drafted, and how everybody thinks that Kale McCarr is, is could potentially be a better version of Tyson Berry. That's the expectation, and part of my argument online was saying, you know, I understand saying this is how we project this player to be, but guaranteeing that this player will be this, right? Guaranteeing that Kale McCarr is going to be the next Eric Carlson or whatever, I think is kind of an irresponsible thing to say because life happens. At one point... And they're not comparable, but Chris Bigro was the, the next big puck-moving right. guy, and two concussions derail his, you know, derail his career a bit, slows him down. We end up flipping him for Ryan Graves, which turns out to be a really good move, but there's no certainty in in dealing with human potential in the way that life goes. So I think there's an aspect of hope here where you have to you have to hope that everything pans out exactly as you expect it to be and, and I would add to that that there's no guarantee that Connor Timmons is ever going to be clear and he's going to become the player that everybody thought that he was going to be so therefore you can have Tyson Berry you can have Kale McCarr and you can have Sam Gerrard on the same blue line correct? No and, and the thing is too like what if Kale McCarr has such a good season 
that he decides to go back to college. <laughs> I don't think Indication that. is that he won't, but you you don't know. He could stick around okay, and decide fellas, I'm going to take I think, my chances. I think you both are arguing like a point that's never going to be met. Less like... Like, are we gonna Where do you this? want to take this podcast, Trish? I'm thinking, like, you guys are going to argue, like, all night long. We're not arguing. We're just going back and forth. But Trish, It right just now, sounds like I'm arguing. I want your opinion about what you think of hockey in general and the avalanche. Because I know that you like hockey players. You, I know that you like hanging out with guys like us. Cat got your tongue on the spot. Oh no, never. Cat's never had my tongue. <laughs> the thing is, my. No, I love hockey. I I actually um I love the sport. I think it's um I, hockey is next next to my favorite one sport. Hockey and rugby. Rugby. Yes. Manly man sport. Right? Yep. Where y'all just. Just you know, the shit out of each other, and I freaking love it. Okay, and well, I love that. And I, I, and I love. I think the, we can handle that, but we cannot handle the F bombs. Okay. And don't sorry. get me started about that because of the athletic. <laughs> when I think about athleticism, and I think about three sports, hockey comes as another one. Eric, um, Eric Mayhew. Uh, also coaches girls hockey and he's got some updates about Kendall Coin and some other stuff. He, he's been coaching girls hockey here in Colorado for a long time. Eric, tell me about Kendall Coin. Obviously, she was a huge hit at the NHL All Star Game, and uh, she's obviously here in town. She, uh, you know, she is one of the biggest advocates to uh, obviously grow the game on the women's side and. I think the oh. NHL is starting to get on board with Oh, did y'all know? Is, is, I'm sorry. Can I interrupt really quick? I am, but for a good reason. Do y'all know it's like International Women's Day? It is. It's today? And that's... It's today. It's International Women's Day. Knuckles. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing knuckles right now. All my, all my freaking bros. Nice. <laughs> so, like more about... What you're doing with Wait. your daughter and her sports. I love it. It's not even my daughter. I mean, it's a very talented hockey player who played against Good. my sister growing up in go. youth hockey. Um, she was it. a Patty Kazmaier uh, winner uh, when she was at Northeastern. And, uh, you know, she's she's a huge advocate for growing the game. And I think love the it. NHL is starting to buy in to growing the women's game and the girls game that way all of a sudden it's a stronger entity across the board uh, she she spent she spent a year in Colorado training awesome. um, when her now husband played for the Denver Broncos I love your story what's his name I love your uh, Michael story dude okay. yeah uh, he was this an offensive amazing. lineman he was yeah, an offensive lineman quality. for the Denver Broncos, and that was the year they won the Super Bowl. She was here all year long, trained, practiced with the 18 Thunderbirds, and uh, she uh, she really loved the area and, and, and is, is thinking of coming back to the area we, from uh, talks uh, with a few of my friends about it. So she, uh, she is now doing... 
a lot of spots on NHL Network, which I love that is uh, kind of showcasing the advancement of women's hockey and uh, how so cool. how structured and strong and you know uh, skilled they are within the sport. So it's it's important to kind of highlight them. Can I get a whoop whoop for women's hockey right whoop, now? Whoop. Whoop, whoop. Like for all the women out there who play hockey, okay. who skate and they're badass skaters. I like, have. Let's do that. I have a woman <laughs> that I want to, uh, a female whoop, that whoop, I want skate, to skate. talk about right now, that we all know and Bones. love. Bones. Uh, Bones. Anybody that has watched an Avalanche broadcast knows of Lauren Gardner, LG Red. Yeah. Um, she is something the else. The baddest little girl oh. I've ever seen. Can I'll we, tell you what, can guys. Can her picture up right now? If you don't know Lauren Gardner, please try to meet her. She she, she is something else. She's, She's amazing. A, a good friend. Ryan, you know all about LG. and, oh, and I was singing her praises when I found out she was hired before she even started working at Altitude. And it's a sad day to see that she'll be leaving in what a month's time. But, um, yeah, I agree. I think she did incredible things at Altitude. I think she she's done incredible things with her career, period. Yeah. She was actually my first interview ever when I started writing about hockey, when she was the in-game host for the Avalanche at Pepsi Center years ago. And from then, I've been invested in, in what she does and how she does it and the successes she's had. And getting to work with her is great. You know, I would consider her a good friend. And She's, yeah, she's a, been an inspiration It's a, to It's going to be a big loss for, Lauren. for fans and, and, and women fans and, and young girls who look up to her Absol- and, and see what women can accomplish in the we sport. We can do it all, girls. We have done it. I, I've done it. Lauren is a very, 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 very beautiful woman, but I'll tell you what, her character and her personality, uh, it's, it's just, it's first class all the way, and I think everybody around the avalanche and, and uh, you know, with the fans and everybody's going to really miss her. It's big shoes to fill for altitude. There's going to be a lot of pressure to get the right hire in here. <laughs> Listen, do they, do they, my question is, okay, they've, they've got... A few other females on on staff. Do they elevate one of the other girls or Are you ladies? Kidding me? This uh, is that weird we'll crappy sports we'll gray area, you know. Like Trish, how do you feel about uh, talking on camera and, and, and uh, on camera? Yeah. I like, actually, how do you feel about being a studio host? I mean, I'm I'm trying to plug you here, girl. So here's the deal. I actually um, had an internship with Crappy Sports. Um, I made some videos for the Jumbotron. Like, I made the videos it's like uh, for the dogs. It's like, who let the dog go? Who, who? Yeah, I made videos like that would play like in between the hockey games. I made those videos. I, I, I did those um, when I was in college. And so you're saying you might apply? Absolutely, absolutely. I would totally apply. Look, I had somebody throw my name in the ring, and there's zero chance that'll ever happen. So I mean, I your hair's not red enough. No, there. no, they, I'm no, not no, nearly my, my as talented. Hair, my hair period. is in yeah. a ball cap right now, girls, ladies. My hair is in a ball cap. 
is it's yeah my hair's all that great right now guys i think we're like 27 minutes into this i'm gonna uh shut this down right now and we're gonna have an adult beverage and and celebrate our podcast are you gonna buy me one yes i am you buy me two maybe (laughs) see how the first one goes all right. This is Mike Chambers with the Denver Post. You're listening to Traffic in Front of the Net. Thank you to my friends Ryan Bolding, Trish from Trish Croatia. I'm not from Croatia. I'm from Centennial. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric Mayhew. Thanks, guys. Love you.